Talking with Topher, episode 11. Remember to subscribe, turn on those alarms so you know when my next episode's coming up, and hit the like button. So today's episode, a um, little bit, well, it's a little bit on the downer side. And that's because I had, uh, you know, something pretty drastic in my life has changed uh, recently. And it caused a lot of emotion over the last couple days. Um, so what what happened was, is uh, I was having a really good morning. Monday, went for my run. Things were doing really good. Um took care of everything I needed to, and then around 8.30, uh, me and Tyler went to PMA and Derry, and went in for our jiu-jitsu class, class was great, things were just looking so good, and then we get out of class, and I get into my car. Now, uh, I'm not sure if I can get into too many details about it, um, but because there's going to be an open investigation, um, but I was pulling out of my parallel parking spot, and I checked my mirrors, side, rear, checked oncoming traffic, put on my blinker, got ready to edge out, and I was in the middle of a conversation at the same time, so... Probably should, you know, uh, pay more attention when pulling out of parking spaces instead of continuing my conversation. But I checked all my mirrors, I checked everything, and then I pull out. And as soon as I pull out, there is just this loud bang. And it obviously scared the shit out of us. And, you know, a little bit more me because I was completely um, taken by surprise that I pulled out in front of somebody after checking all my mirrors. And so we get out, you know, my car is fucked. Um, Wheels bent, uh, front fender, you know, it's toast. But it's not, it doesn't seem like my frame got bent which is actually a very surprising and we will I will find out more details hopefully by Friday. Now, small backstory on the car. Um, I, in October, I was driving my wife's uh, Ford Escape and I was going through an intersection in Manchester and I was going through a green light and the other the girl was going through a red light. And she went through a red light at about 45 miles an hour and slammed into my rear end, causing me to do a 180, uh, be going the wrong way on a one-way. Total mess, right? So that happens, and I have to get a rental, and now I got to find a car, and I believe it was coming up on close to my 30 days. So I needed a car before it went past the 30 days. Otherwise, insurance doesn't cover the rental anymore. Now I'm paying $35 a month instead of $4, uh, $5 a month. So my friend helps me find this car. And I am so thankful 
that he knew somebody who had a vehicle and he trusted this guy 100%. So I trusted the guy 100%. Now, I bought the Subaru Outback. It was a 2005, had under 200,000 miles, about 190,000 miles. So I put about 30,000 miles on this vehicle since October. I think it was late October, early November when I purchased it. Um, I was very excited. Uh, the car needed some work, obviously. Um, there's no car that you're going to get uh, for three grand. That's not going to need some work. So I put a lot of love and stuff into this car. I, I changed a bunch of stuff. I added new things. I updated the stereo. And I am just in love with my new Subaru Outback. You know, new to me. And so now it has been sideswiped by a F-350. And this happened Monday at 9.53. Natural Boss NH is a wonderful product that is made right here in New Hampshire, locally. And I love this product. And now it is available Yes, that's right. It's for sale online now at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. And you can get the hand sanitizer that I've been talking about for weeks. You can finally have it in your home now. And I'm telling you, this stuff is amazing. I love it. My hands never feel sticky. They always feel moisturized. Number one hand sanitizer I've ever used, and right now I'm telling you, everybody makes a hand sanitizer. Some's better than others, but this stuff that's locally made right here in New Hampshire is amazing. So again, go down to naturalbossnh.com and get your a supply of hand sanitizer today. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Talk to you later. So, now I'm looking at my car, I'm freaking out, I'm trying to stay calm, and, uh, you know, Tyler's okay, I'm okay, the guy gets out of the truck, he's okay. So, the only thing that's not doing okay is my car. So, now I'm waiting for tow truck, we're waiting for all this stuff to happen, my wife, I had to call her, have her come down. And, you know, obviously pick us up, and they got to tow the car away. And so then we we go home, you know, police report, blah, blah, blah. We go home. My wife finally goes to work, and now I am mentally uh, just, I'm drained, I'm angry, um, I want to cry about the car, I want... Just every emotion that you can think of when you get into a car accident is just overwhelming because it all hits you at once and you don't know what's going to happen to the car and of course now I'm thinking about that. So I got all these bad thoughts going through my head, everything. I'm wondering what's going to happen with the car. I'm worried about... The money it's going to cost. Am I going to have to buy a new one? So I want to shut down when I get home. And my wife finally leaves the house and I'm by myself. And now I am left with, 
you know, a rental car, which is great. It is great. I can still get around. And through all this darkness, I'm trying to look at the positives of this. But the only thing I can think of is I really love that Subaru. And I've been trying so hard to, you know, not get hit by anybody. And it seems like this has happened twice now, um, but it happened a couple times before that too. My professor said it this morning. She she was like, didn't this happen to you recently? And I said, yes. And she goes, oh boy, you're like a magnet. And I, yeah, it feels that way. I'm just not, you know. So I'm dealing with all this. I'm thinking about drinking because that's where my mind is at. But I'm telling myself we're not going to do that. And we didn't. We did not go down that road. The, the depression started kicking in because as soon as all those bad thoughts hit me, I get super depressed. I start having a ton of self-doubt. I question everything I'm doing. And I think this is just a natural reaction that we all have. Um, because this happens to me every time something goes wrong, even if it's my fault or not. Because in this case, I felt like it was my fault because I was coming out of the parking space. According to the insurance company and the story I told them, she said they're doing a full investigation because even though New Hampshire state law is the person coming out needs to be paying attention, the people on the road also need to be paying attention. So... Even though New Hampshire law says, you're at fault, the insurance company goes, well, let's look into that and see if it really is your fault. So, that gave me a little bit of hope on Monday. Insurance companies telling your story over and over again, dealing with the enterprise, getting the rent-a-car, then finally getting home, and then finally getting to the point you were supposed to be at almost three hours ago you know so my I'm, I'm stressing out i'm depressed i'm upset with everything that's going on right now and all i want to do is is cry and you know, when i got home i did i cried in my wife's arms because the car means a lot to me it's worth six thousand dollars to me i bought it for three I put three grand into it to get it where it was Monday. And now it could be gone. So what I do is, and it takes me a while. This is, you know, I'm, I'm three hours behind. I'm worried about my schedule. I'm worried about getting everything done before my wife gets home at eight. And then her boss tells her she doesn't even have to work a full day. She can do a five-hour shift and go home. So now uh, my time is cut down by another hour. So I, she leaves. I get myself motivated to get out of the house, get the shopping done, get your shit done, and keep moving. And I just kept telling myself, we got to keep moving, got to keep moving. As even though I wanted to sit at the house, smoke pot, do nothing, and just um, wallow in my sorrows, I think is what I'm going for here. 
And I just could not do that to myself. Because I've come so far from where I was that I know that if I sit there and dwell and I just keep playing this fucking pity party for myself, one, groceries are not going to get done. I'm not going to have my lunch for the week. We're not going to have food for the week. And Monday's the only day I can get it done now because the rest of the week is just crazy. And Wednesday is designated for this. So I I really enjoy doing this podcast. It's been helping me mentally deal with some of the shit I got going on inside my head that I just need to get out. And I don't think a therapist is really needed at this point in time. I just learn to keep my head up. Don't let my brain control everything that's going on. And I just pushed through. So that's what I did. I got all my shit done Monday. By the time my wife got home early at 8 o'clock, I had have, I had everything done. I mean, it took me up until, like, literally when she got home at 8, I was just finishing everything I needed to do. And normally I would have, like, another half an hour, 40 minutes to do my own thing and get ready for her to get home and stuff like that so that when she gets home we can just hang out and have a good time. But I got through it. I did it. Um, and I got my shit done on Monday. Just wanted the day to end. So went to bed at like 10.30, which is super early for me. And then Tuesday came around. And of course, you know, now... Driving the rental, thinking about the Subi. Are you looking for disposables? Need some new vape gear? Come on down to New Hampshire Vape Gallery in Seabrook, New Hampshire, located in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings on 180 Lafayette Road. And check us out. Our phone number is 603-814-4171. We have got everything that you are looking for. Whether it be juice, mods, disposables. You want to talk about disposables? I got over 150 different flavors in disposables. We've got them all. I've got side bay bars. I've got pop bars. I mean, we've just got all the bars. We got them all. They're all in store, in stock, every day, seven days a week, from 10.30 to 8 p.m. You can come down to New Hampshire Vape Gallery and get your disposables today. 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, 603-814-4171, and that's New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and I'll talk to you later. So I had to go back to the Subaru, right? So now I'm I'm, I'm going back to the Subaru because I left a bunch of shit in there that I actually need, and uh, the guy already told me, you know, you're probably going to be in the rental for at least 15 days. Even if, if we can fix it, it'll be about two weeks before you see the car again. And I went, oh, okay. So I go down to, uh, I think it's called Spacetown in Derry. I go down there. I go to my car. And so now I'm not 100% superstitious, but for some reason, when one bad thing happens, it's always in threes. So now my car got smacked, and I'm thinking about what's going to happen next. 
And what happens next? I get my stereo out of my car so that I can get my charging cord for my phone out because I installed it into the back of the stereo and didn't leave any slack so that if I actually did need to take the plug out, I could easily. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking get all my shit out of the car. I'll take the stereo out. I'll pull the plug. And then I'm just going to take 15 minutes and put it back how I wanted it to be in the first place. Now, what I should have done was taken the cord out, put the stereo back, and walked away, and when the car comes back home, fix the stereo. But not me. Nope. I'm going to pretend like my car is fixable, and I'm going to try and fix the stereo. So there was a piece of plastic that I needed to shave. So I made sure I brought a brand new sharp razor blade. And sure as shit, cut my thumb wide open. So now I'm running around my car, holding my thumb. I'm bleeding. Luckily, I keep a first aid kit. So I'm grabbing the first aid kit and I'm bandaging up my thumb. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. Okay, so my car smashed. My thumb's hurt. And I still have to go see my sister, and then I still have to go shopping. So I apologize for kind of going backwards on you. So I get my fucking thumb bandaged up. Then I go put the shit back in the car, call it a day, go see my sister. I'm still pushing forward. I still just want to go home and do nothing. Then I leave there, and I go, and I get the shopping done, and now... um, I'm back home and getting ready to get all the rest of the crap done. And so now I go Tuesday. Right. So I backtrack. Day's over. Tuesday. Go to work. And so far the day's going okay. I can barely put any pressure on my thumb. Uh, It's... It's, it sucks, but at least right now I'm wearing rubber gloves, so I don't have to worry about it being exposed to anything. I just keep it taped up with some band-aids. It's going to heal itself. We got the gloves on. We're good, and I'm just like, man, what is the third thing going to be, and it turns out, and I'm taking this as my third because I don't want anything worse to happen, and I, I, I don't want it to come up again. So we lose power. So I'm in the middle of doing orders, calling people. I got two orders that I need to process. And on top of that, I'm dealing with the customers. You know, it's just a normal busy day at work. And at 1.58, maybe 2 o'clock, just before I'm about to go to lunch, power goes out. And I'm like, oh no. So now I'm talking to Zig at Smoke Rings and we're talking and we call, you know, I call Joe, he calls his boss. We're like, yeah, we're power's out, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, why don't you go have lunch? And we're like, cool, we're just going to go have lunch. So we decide to call and it turns out that it was a bigger area than we expected. It was like 30,000 people were out of power. So we had to drive to like, I think, I think we went into Haverhill. And we go to this, like, sandwich shop over by some bait and tackle shop that he wanted to uh, go to because he likes to fish. 
And so we go over there and we're eating lunch and we're watching the map. And by 3.01, 3.02, his cameras come back on in the shop. So that indicates we got power. And so we eat our meal and we go back to, uh, we go back and we get, get back into work. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing my thing. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to get through the orders. You know, the, de- the day seemed a little bit more stressful now because I have to finish my orders or, or finish ordering my orders and then I have to finish processing. So I'm like kind of scrambling and I want to get all this stuff done. I'm just trying to do as much as possible. It is still an extremely busy day, which is great. Good for business. Bad for me because now I'm just getting stressed. But I ended up finishing it all. It was, you know, right up to the last minute. But it really made the last bit of my afternoon go by super fast. So if that's the best number three I can get, I'm taking it. You know, I might have lost time for doing certain things. But at the end of the day, when I shut that door and I locked it, I knew Joe wasn't coming back to a mess, and I knew all orders that he expected me to get done are done, so my day was complete. And I got a really good lunch, and, you know, hanging out with uh, Zig and stuff and talking, it was just, it was a really, really, you know, nice number three. I don't think I've ever had three things happen in a row like that. And one of them was even remotely enjoyable. So I was very thankful for that. And, you know, uh, talking to him helped, you know, process some more of this bullshit. Because, again, he doesn't listen uh, to the to my podcast too often. And we don't talk very much because, you know, we work si- uh, in two different buildings. So we don't we talk here and there. But we got to have a good conversation. And I got to tell him about all this crap. And it felt really good to get it out there, you know, and talk about it, so, uh, those were the three things that happened to me, and now it's Wednesday, and I'm feeling a lot better, you know, I'm still worried about the car being totaled, but at the same time, it's just money, and it's just a car, I'm gonna have to obviously take a lot of parts out of that bitch, you know, the stereo itself was $700, and that wasn't even the cost of the stereo, the stereo was only $200, so the cost, so the stereo is only $200, the housing that I put inside of it to put the stereo into was custom, came from Japan, and it was $400, so if this car gets totaled, I'm just like, oh man, who the fuck is ever going to want to buy this stuff unless you have a 2005 Subaru Outback or Legacy crossover but I'm just like shit so this this could get to a point where I'm stuck with a whole bunch of random parts that I'll never see the dollar value for so and if that's the worst case then you know I I I mean, it could have been so much worse. I could have, it, it could have been a little bit further up my door. I could have lost a leg. I could have lost my life. Um, I think Tyler would have been okay. You know, I think uh, him being the passenger, he had his window rolled down. 
he was buckled in. Um, I don't wear a seatbelt. Call me stupid, but I've never worn one. I hate them, so that's just me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could be dead. I may not be here if he had, you know, hit me. If I had gotten out a little bit further, and if he had made that impact a little bit different, so you know. I have to look at those things and I have to be positive about the fact that I'm sitting here talking to all of you, Um, the fact that I'm still moving forward, the fact that I did not drown in my self-pity and my uh, depression. And I have to say that because I use all of these tools to get through this, it makes it easier for me to process everything that's been going on in the last three days and be able to finally look at it and go, not that bad, not that bad. Do I love that car? Yes. But it's just a car. Me and my friend could have been severely hurt and I'm really glad we were not. Because that's the most important part of everything. The money doesn't matter. The cars don't matter. Our lives matter. And that's how I got myself through it. And now I'm feeling a lot better. A lot clearer. But it got dark. It got really dark Monday. And the light got a little bit brighter every day. I mean, I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm not going to sign up for jujitsu this week. You know, I cut my thumb. Uh, maybe I shouldn't go running because that's not going to help my mood. Incorrect. When, as soon as I got my ass out and I started running, I automatically started feeling better. Because now I'm not just thinking. I was moving and still thinking about everything. Then I got home. And I felt really good after my run. So then what did I do? I signed up for my jujitsu classes. And then I went running this morning. Felt great. Went into class this morning. Now mind you, I will never park on that street ever again. I don't care if I have to park somewhere else because it's super busy everywhere and walk a block. I'm doing that from now on. And that's just the way I deal with things until I start to feel comfortable again, but I will tell you, driving on that road this morning was a little weird, but I was so happy when I pulled off, went onto a different street, and parked in a different parking lot, and I got out of the car, and I was like, hey, at least I know when I get out of this parking lot, there's nobody here, so I was like, I'm just going to do that from now on, I'll take myself out of the scenario of getting hit coming out of a parallel parking spot again. And that makes me feel more comfortable. So this is what I do to process these things that happen. Because they're not just happening to you. They're not just happening to me. They're happening to all of us. And I just wanted to put that out there so that you guys know that even though things are going well for me, it doesn't continuously go well we always get bumps in the road there's always a roadblock there's always something going on 
And when you think you're at the best, that's usually when it happens. And it happens so quickly. And now you have to recalculate everything. You have to dive back in. And I just did this in October. So it's very frustrating. It makes you very unhappy. And it makes me very angry. And I hate thinking about the money. But it's going to be okay. And that's really what I want to let everybody know out there today. I want you to know that no matter what, it's going to be okay as long as you keep your head up, you keep moving through it, and you don't let it drown you. You got to get past those emotions, and I hope everybody works towards doing that. And I don't want to be coming on this podcast and saying I'm all cheery and how good I'm doing all the time. I think being real and open shows that we're all vulnerable and this shit happens to all of us. So, again, subscribe, turn on the alarm so you know when my next podcast is coming up. And if you if you enjoy the video, please hit the like button. This has been Talking with Topher. Talk to you later. Later.